ball control. Hello, Conroe. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico, and you are listening to us on Ball Control. Ball Control. That's right. We're back. We had a week off. We are now back in it, and you are enjoying us as always on 104.5, Um, They might be sisters. Maybe. And we are streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. That we are. Streaming worldwide. Streaming worldwide. Streaming world. I don't know why, but that's. You also find us on uh, Pippa, on our Facebook page, Ball Control Podcast. Twitter, yeah, that's Ball right. Ball Control Podcast. Listen to that. Facebook, uh, Twitter, was it? Ball Control 3? Ball Control 3 at Ball Control 3. Ball Control Podcast at Ball Control 3. I don't. We may not be using Twitter correctly. I, I don't know if you. If we. If you if you just search us, you'll find us. Right, but I mean, like, is it Ball Control Three at Ball Control Three? I think we no, did something wrong. It's there. Ball Control Podcast at Ball Control Three. Like, why are we at something? That's like your little handle or whatever. But like, you can change that. It's like the name and then like your little Twitter handle. I want to just Ball Control, but they're like, ah, it's taken. Oh, okay. And All right. Like, here's Ball Control Three. I was like, God, there's two other people that beat me to this. Am I am I someone's grandpa while you explain how the phone works? Yeah. Like, is that what just happened? Yeah. I, okay, all right. There it is. Hey, I'm, granddad. I am I am now the old fart, the old curmudgeon, and someone has to explain technology to me. How does electricity work? Wait till you're forty. Ugh. Ugh. Five years. Ugh. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. Um. Okay, so it's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun episode. We are back and we are jazzed to be here. Shout out to RNA Sports, our sponsor and best friend. We're gonna talk about them also this episode. Most importantly, though, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about Le'Veon Bell for the last time. Is the saga finally coming to a close for this season? Oh, for okay. this season. For this season. Oh, okay. And we're gonna finish as I always do on a positive, futuristic outlook. Where we're gonna try and determine where he winds up next. Uh, also, this week we're gonna talk about Carmelo Anthony and the Rockets. We're gonna talk about people getting real, real rich. Good for them. Um, we're also going to talk about uh, the Overwatch League. We got all kinds of stuff. Oh man, the Overwatch League coming yeah. back, boys. E-sports. We haven't talked about them in a while. Esports. 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 It means electronic because <laughs> we plug it in. Is that how that works? <laughs> it means game. Oh, does it? Oh, okay. I like games. I like games. I play games. Would you like to play a game with me? What movie is that? Oh gosh, you don't know because it's War Games featuring hey. Ferris Bueller. Yeah, it is war games. It is war games. They end it with tic tac toe. That's right, because he cat scratch. He scratches them. Right. So stupid. Do you remember when like you like there used to be like a thing in television where you could confuse the computer or the robot by by giving it a paradox? But love is life. Love is life. Must protect life. Must protect love. And then like its head would explode. Right. And they'd be like, "We did it!" Yeah. That's not how anything works. That's not how I like how I like how in Wall uh Wally the robot was just evil. He was like, yeah, we're just never going back. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're never coming back home. We're going to just float in space. Because they told me to make sure we float in space. Plus, you're all fat and puffy now. Right. You don't even want to go home. What are you going to do, walk? Right. By the way, I would have been the one guy on a floating chair still on Earth. Right, okay. I don't know why they still don't use the floating chair. Yeah. Because gravity clearly affects the ship. So, right. So, like, why wouldn't the floating chairs? Right. I just would have flown around in my floaty chair. They would have been like, hey, we're using those for stuff now. And I'm like, me too, for floating. <laughs> Correct. Right. For transportation, like they were designed right. for. Floaty chair? Give me more pizza, Slurpee. That's the life, bro. Like, why did we have to rediscover Earth? We already had pizza, Slurpee. This is true. They they screwed up by ever even trying to go home. That's what. It, 
And then, like, they had the babies and stuff. It was just, it was a weird thing. Wally's a weird movie. It is, because how did they make the babies? Also, where do they put the dead people? <laughs> I think they're in the Slurpee. That's real disturbing. I think they're in the Slurpee. You, you gotta, I mean, Soylent Green is the secret ingredient is people. All right, so let's get into this Le'Veon Bell stuff. Talking about cannibalism. That was dark. <laughs> talking about cannibalism. As soon as it wasn't, okay, for those who don't know, Le'Veon Bell wound up not reporting to camp. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's a cannibal. <laughs> no, no. Yes. Well, that's the next announcement. You, you skipped me. Oh, got him. No. Um, however, so how it works in the NFL is if you're coming back because you're in a contract, you know you're not going anywhere, someone like Le'Veon Bell, in your locker room, you leave stuff in your locker. Correct. Well, when he didn't show up Tuesday and it became obvious he wasn't coming at all this year, his teammates raided his locker and divvied up his stuff. Nice. Like pirate style. <laughs> we looted him. They looted Le'Veon Bell's locker. The teammates took things. Uh, I thought it was a real petty story that ESPN put up there where they basically were like, yeah, guys took his stuff. But yeah, it, that it, seems like a non-story. Right. Just but kind it, of a, it's but like it's airing sort of, someone's dirty laundry. Yeah, but it kind of underlines like just how much like they are over Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh, I guess. That's fair. And football is a super team sport. Right. So this means he ain't coming back. No. James Conner has been has been really, really good. He's actually been better than Le'Veon Bell was last year. They keep throwing those stat-ups. What they're not really telling you is Le'Veon Bell has consistently, over the last six years, been the guy in Pittsburgh. So, great. James Conner's having a year. In football, lots of guys have a year. It's about having year two, year three, year four, year five. Le'Veon Bell is, is, a, Head your six. Is, is a better player. There's no doubt in anyone's mind. Anybody who says, oh, well, we have James Conner, so we don't need Le'Veon Bell. They're lying. Wrong. They're lying. They don't want to pay for Le'Veon Bell, and that's fine. But you can't say that in the NFL. You can't say, I don't want to pay for a guy. Because the rest of your team, what they hear is, I'm cheap. And they want to know that if I'm going all out and he's going all out and he's going all out, I need the owner to go all out and spend the money. Right, and pay for the guy who's going to go all out. And and occasionally what will happen on a team where they're not going anywhere, you will see a guy call out the team for having cap space. You'll see a guy be like, bro, we're $35 million under the cap, and we don't have a defense. Like, whose fault is it? Who, what, when, where. Exactly. And and they are kind of right. Like, you saw L.A. this year. They they want to make a Super Bowl run, and they're a good team. But they went and they signed a couple of veterans to one-year $10 million deal, one-year $6 million deals. And what they were doing is they were going, hey, we're good. This makes us great. This is our best chance to win. Let's just add some more talent. We're not going to spend the other – we're not going to spend that money this year on, on our own guys because they're all under contract. So this gets us there, right? This is gonna this is gonna drag out these extra things that we need to become a a, a, a Super Bowl team, right? And, and if you if you do think you're a Super Bowl team like Pittsburgh does, why not spend all the money under the cap for that year? Like right, that's yeah. it's a one year thing. We're all and I and I get it. We're spending some guys' money, but in the NFL, every team is a billion dollar golden goose. So the right, only yeah, the only team like who can't afford to spend the money is Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's just the way it is. The only Heck. team that can't afford to spend the money. Is the Oakland Raiders. Right, because they have about $8 on their bank account. Because they real broke. The Oakland Raiders and I have more in common than the rest of the NFL and the Oakland Raiders. Because they have no money. Yeah. Uh, I'm at I'm at, uh, I'm at at 572 before the tip for the for the meal last week comes out. And then right. once that comes out of the account, mm. that's it. I got mm. 70 cents to my name. <laughs> a whole 48 cents to me? I tipped 502, so that 70 cents has got to last me two more days, guys. <laughs> I am the Oakland Raiders of life. but so with Le'Veon Bell the issue now is basically because they tendered him the 14 million that was sitting there and that's money unused now so they're going to go into the rest of this season with 14 million 
Just sitting there. Just sitting there. They didn't get to spend on anything. Nice. So if they don't finish top four, if they don't make it to the conference finals, there's probably going to be a couple of like, well, if Le'Veon had showed up or if we just spent Le'Veon's money on somebody else. We could have done something. If L.A. wins and Pittsburgh loses, the questions, the questions are going to come up about Le'Veon Bell and also about money. Those are the two things that are going to come up. Those are the two conversations Pittsburgh is going to have. They're going to say, Le'Veon Bell didn't show up. If he'd have been here, we probably would have won. Which, I just said Le'Veon Bell's way better than James Conner. James Conner is performing as well as Le'Veon Bell for one season. So I don't agree with that. Because for one season, you can have this. It's, it's going to be about longevity next for James Conner. It's going to be about can he do it year after year after year. Is um, he new or is this just the first year he's done well? Uh, I believe he was drafted last year, third round. Okay. Um, this is this is his first real opportunity, though. Fair enough. Because um, Le'Veon Bell has been the best. Soaks up so much of that offense. Thirty percent right. of their offense tr- typically every From year. One guy. One guy. So they don't have time to give it to another running back. They don't have time to give him a lot of carries and get him going. But now he that's is a, the guy. That's a, that's a fair point. Now that he's gone, that he gets that ability, and now he's showing that he's pretty good. Right. Hopefully, he can stay that good. Yeah. Now for exactly. So the next step for James Conner and Pittsburgh Steelers is. Can he be this good next year and the year after and the year after? Now, if he comes out here next year and he's just as good, okay, great. Then you, then you, you won on right. your, you can, you can puff out your chest and say, see, we didn't need him. But if we come out next year and by week four, James Conner doesn't look the same and they're, they're overworking him and we're starting talking about conserving him and worrying about a 16 game season and will he make it? And we start talking about durability then he's not gonna. Then he's not the guy. Then he's not the guy. And then you're gonna miss Le'Veon Bell. And the reason you're gonna miss him is because there are teams that are going to pay him. Oh yeah. So I got a little list here. Put together teams, and part of the dynamic here is there's a lot of money involved, right? Le'Veon Bell's right. gonna cost a lot of money, which means your teams that are already paying a quarterback a ton of money probably don't have the room to put him in there. It, it, it just doesn't. It's not gonna fit because you're already giving a guy 150 million plus. You probably have a couple other guys getting money. Blah blah blah. There's just not enough money around. To make it conceivably fit, right? But if your quarterback is on a rookie deal, or it's just you just don't have a good quarterback, you can afford to sign Le'Veon Bell and put him next to your young quarterback for two or three or four years, and then when the quarterback it's time for his money, Le'Veon Bell's contract will be expired, the window will close, and you move on. But for the next couple of years, you could really have a pretty potent offense if you believe in your quarterback with just Le'Veon Bell by adding Le'Veon Bell to what you've got. Right. You don't so, need you don't need you just need to make up a 60% offense with your 30% guy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, here's what you do. If you're the Texans, you talk to Le'Veon Bell. Deshaun Watson will be in year 3 um of his of his rookie deal. We already lost the combo. We did. Will Fuller, well, that hurts. But we traded for Demarius Thomas, which I was real impressed with. We traded a 5th round pick. We got a veteran who could still stretch the field a little bit, which kind of fills in that Will Fuller role somewhat. He's nowhere near as fast as Will Fuller, but he does run deep routes. That is his specialty, so that helps. Um, but next year, Will Fuller's back. So next year would be DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller. Uh, if we get Le'Veon if Bell. If we got Le'Veon Bell, you replace Lamar Miller with Le'Veon Bell and Deshaun Watson. So suddenly, that's it's an like, insane. It's like, what can't you do offensively? Right, yeah, that's a really strong offense. Right, and so that opportunity then is you're talking about you're going to be scoring a ton of points. Right. So maybe you lose Clowney. Maybe you lose someone on the defensive end of it. Maybe you got to take some money away from some guys, restructure some stuff defensively. But 
you're scoring 40, 50 points. Right, yeah. That that offense sounds insane. So then, okay, well let's say we let's say we stop shutting guys down, which this year they've started to do again. They've started to really hold guys to 15, 17, 20 points, that kind of thing, which is beautiful. That's what this defense is designed to do. But if we're scoring 50, we don't need to hold you to 20. We need to hold you to 30. Right. So that margin for error grows if all of a sudden we're, right. we're, we're your, much Your better. defense doesn't have to work as hard if your offense is scoring. Exactly. So another team that fits this uh, situation, the Jets, mm-hmm. they just, they're they're very bad, so they have lots of money. That's fair. Uh, when, you, when you're bad, you have money. Right. And that's Sam Darnold. That's how it works, but. Sam Darnold's a rookie, um, so that's their quarterback. The Bills, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have anyone. Josh Allen's been hurt. Um, they just cut Nathan Peterman because he wouldn't stop throwing interceptions. <laughs> so it'd be really like seventy-two in like two games. Like, I don't understand how the guy had a job this long. Like, it was <laughs> so weird. Uh, the Ravens, it really seems like they're going to move on from Joe Flacco, which is a big deal. And Lamar Jackson will be in his second year, and he's a he's a Deshaun Watson type, lengthy, quick, fast. And then if you had Le'Veon Bell, suddenly. You're you're go- a you're read good. option, run option, offense. It'd be hard to decide how to who to how to defend that. Uh, and then the Browns are going to have eighty five million dollars in cap room. Right. So I mean, if the if I'm the Browns, I call Le'Veon Bell and I offer him like three years, one hundred and twenty, like, and just say, listen, I know it's crazy, I know it's a big big amount of money, but we don't, we're not going to sign a lot of people over the next few years. We're going to be drafting a ton. Right. So everyone's going to be real cheap we got except you. Ninety seven million draft picks. Right. We're going to have a ton of draft picks, so we're not paying anybody any real money. We'll just blow all our money on you for the next two or three years, and then when those guys need to be re-signed, you're gone. We're there, and we're winners. There we go. See, that's how the Browns need to do it. Because they got Baker Mayfield. They, they think he's the guy. They want to keep trotting him out there, and he looks okay, actually. The Browns are competitive. Uh, they lose a lot, but they're competitive. <laughs> that was a statement people would have laughed at last year. Oh, God. It's a statement we laugh at still now. <laughs> and with that being said, we're going to jump out to a break. Finally, you're spinning your little tornado hand at me. We get back. We got some Rockets talk. Ball control. Ball control. All right, welcome back to Ball Control. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. Hello again. Um, yeah, so big shout out to RNA Sports at 3501 North Fraser Street. Uh, you need to go visit them. We're, we're talking about, I haven't talked to you about this yet. Uh, he asked me the other day about doing a live Black Friday show. Ooh. So we may record a segment there on Friday. Also... The Savage is going to be out of town, so we might do a little Nerd Thug there, too. Oh, exciting. Yeah, so we're, we're going to do those there. Um, Probably we need to get the details ironed out, but we it, more than likely we will be there Black Friday. For sure, there's going to be sports athletes there doing their signings. December 8th is Rudy Tomjanovich. He's going to Chicago this weekend to get a bunch of Alex Bregman signatures on a bunch of stuff. He's coming back with all those goodies for all the people who pre-ordered it, and he's going to have a couple extra things to sell as well. They all just announced they're opening a second location RNA Sports is blowing up. This is amazing. They are. You need to get on Facebook and you need to be following RNA Sports right now. Right. Anyway, I think what they're, I think what we're going with right now is get your game on with RNA Sports. Get your game on. So we're trying to work that in there a little bit more. Anyway, shout out to Rich. Uh, I believe your top ticketed item is twenty percent off if you mention Nerd Thug Radio or Ball Control right there at RNA Sports. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. So he's got all kinds of goodies there, all kinds of signed memorabilia, sports collection stuff. Also, they've released a new mystery pack, and it's signed jerseys. 
Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. You remember they were doing the ball at the baseball right, before yeah. that I used to talk about? Now these are signed jerseys. Oh, that's, that's so exciting. cool. That's oh. so cool. So you go up there, and I think they might – listen, I don't know anything about sports pricing on sports memorabilia. I love sports memorabilia. I don't understand why it costs what it does, but it all costs expensive stuff. It is what it is. It all expensive. It is. Um, I believe it's like $100 or $125 for the box. You don't know whose jersey's in the box. Ooh. So you might come in a little bit under that, or you might come in way over that. Yeah, it's a mystery. That's, ex- that's exciting. That is exciting. I do like that idea. I do like gambling. <laughs> it is like gambling. <laughs> the box. All right. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? We gotta, you got to give me a Brad Pitt drop right there. Boom. Okay. Um, so the Rockets. What happened to them? Okay, remember two weeks ago I told you in the next six weeks Mike D'Antoni's probably going to be fired. Yep. They may have come up with a solution for that. Oh. Uh, First of all, they've won. Good for them. They've been winning. Good for them. They heard me say how bad they are, and they felt bad. They started winning. That usually happens. It happened to the Texans. Right. They were listening to me as well, and I said, this is what we got to work on, guys, and they came through for us. So, City of Houston, you're welcome. <laughs> the show wouldn't <laughs> would be anywhere without this show. Ball control accepts your welcomes at all times for being correct, which we were about the Rockets. And the Texans. And the Texans. And uh, pretty much everything else I talk about. And I Le'Veon know, Bell. And Le'Veon Bell. Because I know what I'm doing, y'all. Anyway, so here's how they fixed it. Uh, Carmelo Anthony's not, not on the team. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> didn't work out. Uh, as of right now, he's still officially on the team. Uh, he's staying home with an illness. Right, he missed like a charity event he, recently. Yeah, that's so. Here's what happened. He's been real bad, and he's one of those guys who was important like two years ago, right? Three years ago, right? Six years ago, oh no, nine years ago. We're getting farther away. <laughs> Ten years ago. Oh no. But now, now he's on the bench on at the time a losing. Bad Rockets team. Oh. It's one thing, listen, I understand an athlete's ego. I get it. I understand. If I'm going to sit on the bench, it's because we're winning. Right. If you're going to tell me, listen, I know that you've made $200 million in your career. And by the way, last year to go to Oklahoma City to try and win, you gave up a trade kicker of $8 million. And then, by the way, you turned down a big extension. And then, by the way, now you're over here in Houston and you're making a vet minimum, I think, and or I think it's the mid level. I'm sorry, I think it's five million dollars. He should be made. He should have been making about twenty eight million if he handled his stuff right and stayed in New York. But he wasn't. But now he's here making five. Right. Oh, and by the way, you're not starting. Oh, and by the way, you're on the bench. And oh, and by the way, I, I don't know how many minutes a game you're gonna play. Oh, and by the way, it's probably zero. You're playing for a coach who you <laughs> ran out of New York. Th- five years ago. Oh, and by the way, you're Carmelo Anthony. So people are talking about you on TV every day. Carmelo Anthony had three points last night. What's going on with Carmelo? Everyone in New York is shaking their head and telling them I told you so. Everyone in Oklahoma City shaking their head and telling them I told you so. Everyone in Denver shaking their head and telling them I told you so. Everyone in Syracuse is like, hey, he won with us. Like, yeah, hey, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made it there. Yeah, he was good then. Um... So you want to go home? You don't want to like? Why am I? What am I doing? Why am I? Why am I taking all these trips? Why am I going all over this, all over the darn country with you guys to go in and play six minutes against Toronto? Right. Gee, thanks. Ha, yes. But you know what they're gonna do when we go to the locker room? The media is gonna come to me and ask, 
Hey, how do you feel about your six minutes tonight? How do you feel about your role tonight? How do you feel about the fact that we lost tonight? How was that? I don't, I mean, what am I supposed to say? Right. I'm Carmelo Anthony, but I only played six minutes, so it's not my fault that we lost. Right. If I'd have played 30 minutes, I probably would have had a lot more than two points. Right. But, but I wasn't in rhythm. I had to take five janky shots that I wasn't real proud of, and one of them went in. But I don't get my touches. I don't get my minutes. I don't get my plays. I don't get my offense. So I I can't be me. Oh, no. So I'm going to go home. 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 Because the media hasn't stopped bugging me about how you guys suck. The media hasn't stopped bugging me about how how it feels to play with you guys. I'm Carmelo Anthony. Why, why is it about y'all? How come I'm not making the big sacrifice? Why am I not the hero in this story? And I get it. Like, I do get that. I do understand that because he is taking the lesser minutes and all that. But I told you when we brought him in, this wasn't the right fit. This wasn't the right guy. This wasn't the right move because he doesn't play defense. Here's the thing about this team. This team needs defenders. They're sitting them for a guy who defends. So that tells you everything about what their priority is at that position. Right. The reality is, if he was going to be on this team, he'd have to play defense. Carmelo, Carmelo is allergic to defense. He does the opposite of defense. And I, I understand at this point the guy's 34, 35, I think. And why would he learn it now? Right. Like, why bother now? Right. I mean, if, if I didn't need it in Denver. I didn't need it in New York. Don't need it now. I probably should have known how to play it in OKC, but I don't. I didn't know. I don't know how. It's too late. Now it's worthless. Now it's worthless. And now I'm over here, and I can't even play. I can't even learn defense because I'm not on the floor with the guys who do it. So I don't know. Then when I come on the then when I come on the court, I'm coming on the court because you need my points. But now I'm not in rhythm because I haven't shot a ball all game. Right. And that's super relevant in basketball. Basketball is so mental because it's all about rhythm. Watch Markel Fultz shoot a free throw. You'll know what I mean when I say basketball is mental. You got to have your mind right. Got to have your mind right. So for Carmelo Anthony, it just isn't working out. So he's going home. Now, the hope on the horizon was Jimmy Butler. Remember, we were going to give four first-round draft picks for Jimmy Butler. We we're going to we we're going to sacrifice our literal firstborn. I mean, we were going to we were going to rename the stadium, the Minnesota Timberwolves town, in exchange for Jimmy Butler. We didn't care. Whatever they wanted, if they wanted to drive the owner's car, we were going to do it. Um, didn't happen. Didn't happen. Minnesota Wait. took, um, in my opinion, a lesser deal. That's a better fit for them right now. Right. Um, Minnesota took basically a starter, a bench player, and a second-round draft pick for Jimmy Butler. We offered them four first-round picks over the next eight years. Right. That's not the same thing. No, there's not gonna even be, close. There's going to be people who say four first-rounders is worth way more than what they got, and they're correct. Just by virtue of numbers, it's one more player. And if you know how to draft, it's one more good player. It's two more good players, actually, because you're going to get a better player in the first round than the second round. And let's just say that we only get – players as good as the two other guys that are on the team. Yeah. The issue is the Minnesota Timberwolves have Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, both of which make over $100 million on extensions starting this year, next year, that kind of thing. Those guys, because of those guys, Minnesota has to believe they're competitive now. 
Right. They, they can't afford. They can't afford to wait because they're about to pay $200 million over the next five years to these guys. And if they're giving that kind of money away to players, for just two players, then they expect to be competitive. They expect to play. They expect to win. Right. And they're not going to do that if they're hoping that we lose. Now, let me tell you something, though. Those two picks in the middle there are probably going to be top ten picks. Right. We're going to be real bad. We're the Rockets win. are going to struggle. Now, since I talked mess about them and since everything's happened, they've been winning. But that's not going to be – like I said, this team's going to get old real fast over the next couple of years. Right. And that's going to change the dynamics because we gave a lot of money to Chris Paul. When you got when you got $40 million going to a guy who probably – I don't – it was probably going to be playing 15 minutes a night. Right. He's not going to retire because you're talking about $40 million. He's going to play. But he's not going to be any good. Right. And so that's going to be the problem. Um, I don't know where you go from here is the problem. The Rockets are rapidly – they went from 12th in the, in the, in the West to I think now they're, they're in the runnings now. But they're not one of the – they're not – They're not one of the big teams. They're not Golden State. No. They're not Golden State. And before we were like, oh, this is the team that could beat Golden State. That's not the case right now. Not even close. Now the season is young. There's still much, much more basketball to play. A lot of basketball. A lot of basketball to come. Many, many basketball. The season's 82 games. So we're uh, around the 10-game mark. Everyone's everyone started their sprint at their, their race at different speeds. Some people have already played back-to-backs. Like, but we're not in it yet. Right. We're, we're very early in the season. But it was already obvious that Carmelo Anthony wasn't working. It was already, And it's already obvious to me that the team is currently constructed isn't built for this. Now that... Now that Daryl Morey, though, has played the card of I'm willing to trade four first-round draft picks, there's going to be a guy around the middle of the season who wants out. Right. There always is. There's always a guy in the middle of the season who's like, I, I don't want to be here anymore. So now that we've opened the chest and said we're willing to make the moves right now for this franchise, there's going to be a change. I hope it's a defender. I mean, that's all I can say is I hope it's a defender. I hope it's someone who could play the defense. Right. Because that's the what other we, half of the game. We've got a lot of scoring, and we've got a good rhythm. The guys they they've retained and kept. The problem is, teams can keep up with us because we're not slowing them down enough. So we need defenders. Um, all that being said, we also need to take a break. That is true. So we're gonna take this break. When we come back, we got a little bit of a. We're gonna talk about some guys who are about to get a lot of money. All a right. lot of money. A lot of money. We're gonna call. We're gonna, we're coming back to Millionaires Row. Oh my God. Yeah. All right, this, this is just some control. more ball control. Ball control. Welcome back to Ball Control. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. What's going on, boys? And we are on 104.5, 106.1, and those are sisters, I think. Probably. Oh. oh. Uh, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com, and as always, a massive shout-out to RNA Sports, the greatest sponsor in the history of sponsors of sports shows. It's true. It's true. Um, make sure you go to Facebook.com backslash Radio, like all of us, like Ball Control, Facebook. Is it Facebook.com backslash Ball Control? Yeah, uh, Ball Control Podcast. Ball Control Podcast, like us. Uh, make sure you go also and like RNA Sports. Um, Follow them because they got a lot of, they got a lot of stuff happening. All kinds of stuff. 3501 North Fraser. Get out there. Get to them. 
Swing by. Get your game on. Get your game on with RNA Sports. Uh, and as always, a big shout out to Rich. We love Rich. Rich is a good guy. Okay. So, all that being said, yep. it's time to play Deal or No Deal. With Gordy Howe? With, uh, no, no, it's Howie Mandel. <laughs> yeah, and but then, I would much rather have it with Gordy Howe. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Although I wouldn't mind the models. Howie Mandel does bring 30 models with True, him. it's true. Is it 25 or 30? How many cases I are there? I think it's 25. Is it 25? I think so. They should have 30. I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They Thir- could use 30. 31. <laughs> 32. Okay. <laughs> Just keep right. increasing the number. Yeah. Why not? They're models. Uh, I'll take I'll take seventy. Yeah, it takes like <laughs> deal or no deal takes like seventy five minutes. <laughs> just and, playing the game, and every time the guy still wins cases. a nickel, like <laughs> it's such a such a frustrating game to watch because you always know like they made a stupid mistake right in the middle. Um, but so before we go too far down, deal or no deal, rabbit no deal. hole. Yeah, no deal. <laughs> it's baseball off season. Oh like, no. Baseball offseason. Three days that it exists yeah, before know, they start right? playing before next week. Yeah, pitchers report next week. Get ready. Uh, baseball offseason is an amazing thing because baseball is the one sport. Uh, that plays one million years. I'm about to kind of overstate this a little bit because basketball does this too to an extent. But basketball, you always see it coming. Baseball, there's always a guy who gets a con- – baseball and basketball contracts are guaranteed. Okay, There's no wiggle room. Right. Uh, you got to pay the man his money. Uh, there's always a guy who gets a contract where you're like, what? I understand. This, guy, this guy's getting $60 million, but last year he was no Not good. Uh, in baseball, it takes a long time to get to free agency, so when they get there, these players, they're they're digging for oil. Okay, When these guys get to free agency, they've been team-controlled for three or four years. Then they've been in arbitration for two or three years. So at this point, they've been playing Major League Baseball six or seven years, and this is truly the first time they get to negotiate with anyone and everyone. That's terrible. It's such a long time. It is, and baseball is a sport of older white guys, and that's part of the reason why I really think so is because of the fact that these younger athletic guys can go to the NBA, they can go to the NFL, they can go to almost anything. And not Golf, take them near, tennis. Not even take them nearly a decade to make their own. Right. They don't have to play their sport for seven years before they could do. If you play in the NFL and you play on a rookie deal, a four year rookie deal, and let's say you average three million a year, on that fifth year, they either now they have the restricted options and the unrestricted options and blah, blah, blah. Let's say for whatever reason you didn't have those, because those are still worth money. Because a restricted you go on the open market, and if someone else wants to make you an offer, your team can just match it. Yeah, That's go. year five, okay? Year six, if you didn't take an offer in year four, in year five, I mean, you just took the minimum, you came back for one more year, year six, you could get a brand-new contract from any team in the league, or your team has to pay you 140% of your salary or the average of the top five of, the, uh, of your position in the league, whichever is highest. Right. So, so year six, you're going to get your $20 million or whatever it is, okay? Right, if you're good. If you're good. Baseball, it's it's year eight. <laughs> so far. Basketball, it's, it's year five. You can negotiate for the deal year three. That's an insane difference in just, like, the right. absolute. Because you can make so much. Because sports, we've always associated them with money. Yes. But, like, 
baseball plays so many games. They're on TV so much, but they don't do as many of the active sponsorships either. The NBA is all about shoe deals and all that other stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, James Harden famously makes more, made more money from Adidas for a couple of years than he did from the Rockets. Which he was is, getting more from his shoe deal than his team. Right. That doesn't even make sense because then all of a sudden, where's his allegiance lie? Right. If there's a Rockets event or an Adidas event, where's he going? Right. I'm going to Adidas, by the way, because they're paying me $220 million. Right. Um, But at the end of the day, Bryce Harper and Manny Machada are both free agents. Oh, finally, after 28 years. After 88 years of being (laughs) baseball players, they're both free agents this year. At the ripe ages of 107 and 142. (laughs) To be fair, Bryce Harper, I believe, is only 26. Because oh, he came in so young. Oh, now, 20s. Manny Machado is 29, and it's not quite the same thing, but he's the most exciting free agent. And lurking in the shadows is the evil empire. Who? The New York Yankees. Oh, they're trying to win it, boys. Now, now remember, last year was the first year in the history of the luxury tax. The Yankees didn't pay it. Good for them. And I Time think, to pay it again. I think they just miss not giving away money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we should do? Spend more of it. Because they signed Carlos Stanton to 270, I believe, $270 million extension that kicks in next year. And I think they're, they're it sounds like they're going to wind up with one, if not both, of these guys. <laughs> and just to give you an idea of how much money we're talking about, allegedly Bryce Harper turned down from the Nationals. Uh, three hundred million dollars to stay. Oh man, three hundred guaranteed million dollars to stay in Washington. What? So that's that's an alleged, but that's a big number. That is a lot of the money. Now he's gonna get whatever he wants. He's gonna get somewhere. It's probably gonna wind up being in that ten, eleven, or twelve year range, and it's gonna be somewhere along the lines of three hundred to three seventy. It's a lot of money. It is. It is. And the reality is he's going to get every penny of it. I guess Every that's, penny I of it. I guess that's the difference between other sports and baseball. Baseball is all at the back end. Baseball is all on the back end. And every year they do this in baseball where they give a guy money. Someone's wondering why because the last two years of that deal, he's just floating around baseball as just dollar figure. Right. Because people don't want him. Right. And that's what happens. Uh, Albert Pujols is still playing baseball. And he's on the backside of a 10-year, $220 million deal, whatever it was supposed to be. Um, there, every once in a while, there's an Albert Pujols home run on SportsCenter. There's an Albert Pujols signing. And you forget that he still plays. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I forgot. He's an active member of this league. <laughs> right, which is embarrassing because he used to hit balls into orbit. <laughs> and I don't mean into the mascot of the Astros. I mean, literally, they would float the planet. Oh, man. They would be hit out of our stadium from Brad Lidge. Thanks for that, Brad. But they would float. They would float in space <laughs> right. because Albert Pujols was. They're the dangerous space debris so <laughs> many people have worried about. People are talking about, yeah. But it, someone screws up and gives a 10-year contract to a guy who's 31 years old. Right. Um, now he's going to play till he's 40. Yeah. And he, you have and he, to pay him. He's going to keep showing up. He's going to keep showing up and taking the money. Right. Uh, and that's what's going to Detroit Tigers have the same problem with, uh, with their guy, uh, Miguel Cabrera. He's got, I think, five years left on a $200 million-plus deal. Um, these guys just, but the one who might make it through all of it is Bryce Harper. The one who is worth it because of his youth right now, I would, I would give him 10 or 12 years. Right. And I would give him the 
360 to 380. Because people people will still play at 36 just fine. Right. Now, will he be worth at 36? Will he be earning his 42 million? Because like it escalates weird ways. Right. No. Probably but, not. But at that point, did I get six, seven, eight good years out of him? I expect so. And that's how I, that's I think that's where it comes out. That's where it comes out where you're you're doing okay and you don't pay the cost as long as these other deals. But it's going to be a mess. Right. Uh, also, the Golden State Warriors, Kevin Durant's going to be a free agent uh, after this season. So is uh, so is Draymond Green, and I think so is Clay Thompson. That's a lot of people. It is. So there's going to be a lot of – now, these guys are all already millionaires. They're about to be even more millionaires. Yes. Yes. There's about to be a lot of millionaires. Golden State can't keep all these guys. So, oh, no. So it's probably Kevin Durant leaving. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting to see. And they just suspended Draymond Green one game as punishment for not passing to Kevin Durant <laughs> during the final minutes of a game. So it's going to be real interesting. But there's, um, there's some new homes about to be built on Millionaire's Row. Keep an eye out. Uh, when we come back, we're going to wrap up this edition of Ball Control. Ball Control. Ball control. Welcome back to Ball Control. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. Hello, hello. We are on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. That is true. And we are streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, check out the Facebook.com backslash Ball Control Podcast. Uh, tweet at us uh, at Ball Control 3 Podcast something. Or Ball Control Podcast. There you go. Uh, RNA Sports is our sponsor, and because of them, we're here entertaining you. You're welcome. Check them out. Go to Facebook.com, uh, RNA Sports, like the page, follow them. They got stuff going on all the time. They do. They got sales. Sales. They got all kinds of signings. Live, live events. Uh, he's going to be in Chicago, get some Alex Bregman stuff signed, and then he's going to come right back here and sell it to you if you follow the page. Exciting. Yeah, and they were doing. He's been doing raffles all week. He's like, "Look, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get X amount of jerseys signed. I'm giving away one right now." Right. Boom. Raffle. Like he's been doing this. He's been like, he's going crazy. You got to follow his page because he insane. goes crazy. Insane. Uh, speaking of insane, crazy. Um, you know that I like to play video games, even though I'm really real bad at them. Right. I and understand that life. And this being the greatest sports show. On the radio. Obviously. We cover all sports. Including the electronic kind. Right. We don't cover car sports because they're lame. Uh, uh, NASCAR sucks. Get a, get a harder track in me. What right. Talking. Right. I said it. NASCAR sucks. Now, I got some friends in the NHRA. I know some folks. I'll give them some love. But I, I don't do that NASCAR life. But we do do that E-League life. That's right. So, we're going to talk today a little bit about the Overwatch League. Ooh, exciting. It's the off-season. It is the off-season. They are no longer in season. <laughs> uh, there's some really interesting stuff coming up date-wise. Okay. All right, I'm ready. All right. So, they're expanding. All right, we figured. Six new teams. Ooh, that's a lot. Six new teams. By the way, to buy one of these teams, did you think about this? Had you, had you thought about this? Like, what it costs to own a team in the Overwatch League? No, I actually didn't think about it at all. Okay. So when they started, they sold ownership of the teams to people. Now, the league still owns everything. It's the NBA model. The NBA owns everything. 
you pay for the right to run a franchise. Makes sense. Okay. So the Overwatch League, Owl, still owns everything. They own the player contracts. They own all of it. But you pay to run one of the franchises. How much do you think it costs them year one? How much do you think a franchise was worth year one? Oh, I don't know. No idea. A million dollars. I have no no concept mm, of that. You should have said $20 million. Ooh. $20 million. And by the way, owners like Robert Kraft, owner of the Patriots, he bought a team. Oh, nice. Um, There's there's it's lots of sports sides. There's about four franchises that are owned in part by sports franchise owners. Um, So year one... The was it twelve teams? Yeah, they were all owned by groups, ownership groups. Twenty million dollars. All right, now how much are they now? <laughs> These six teams paid but anywhere between because no one's confirming thirty and sixty million dollars. Oh. year two. Oh. year two. Man, looking good for those guys that got in early. Looking great for the guys who got in early. Still looking good for the guys who got in now because I have a feeling these are going to keep going up in value. Because we haven't even really finished the concept of the league yet. They're still playing in a, at a single place in, uh, in L.A. Okay? Right. All the teams are still in one place. Starting in 2020, the teams come home to their cities. Wow. So this is like, this is like the baby steps. These are we're still in the infancy here. So these teams are going to come home to their cities. Houston has the Outlaws. The Houston Outlaws will literally have a place that they play and practice and live. That's insane. Right. So these guys are going to become parts of the community, parts of the team. There's going to be marketing here locally. So that's going to continue the growth of this league. I think twenty million dollars is cheap. I think sixty million dollars might be cheap. Three, five, ten years from now. Um, that being said, a little bit of drama. All right, where are we going with this? A little bit of drama. Overwatch is dead. That's it, it's over. Uh, no, there is an Overwatch Contenders League that they started before they actually started OWL. When they announced OWL, which is the the main primary league. The big one. They started a, what's called the Contenders League. It's a series of tournaments that are essentially like a developmental league. Players who exceed there have the opportunity to to come up. It's sort of like getting your. It's sort of like auditioning. Uh, in these tournaments that they consistently hold, this isn't the this isn't a league, but in order to be part of it, you've got to be a part of the Overwatch Contenders League, and then the league hosts numerous tournaments. They're in they're in cycle three of tournaments right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, one of the new teams that is coming to Overwatch League is the Toronto Defiant. All right. Okay. The problem is there's a Toronto eSports club that runs one of the tournament teams for the Contenders League. Okay. So in the big leagues, they now have a Toronto Defiant. In the minors, they have a Toronto eSports club is what it's called. Well, when Toronto Defiant paid 30 to $60 million, they bought the exclusive rights to call their team Toronto. Oh, no. So Toronto Esports was told that they need to change. They need to drop Toronto. They need to change it. Toronto Esports Club. So Toronto Esports Club, though, um, they they exist on numerous levels. They do other leagues. They do other games. Right. And they said, "Well, this is our brand, so we're not going to change it to be a part of this. We're we're bigger than the league." 
So effective immediately, they resigned from the league. <laughs> they just walked away. Now, it didn't hurt their players, didn't hurt the schedule, didn't hurt the tournaments because, again, Overwatch owns all of it. Okay, right. The Overwatch League, the over the top league still owns all of those contracts and people and things. But Toronto Esports stepped aside. They're no longer going to do it. And then they issued some parting shot tweets where they're going to go, they're going to consider doing a Players Unknown Battleground or a Fortnite League instead because those guys know how to treat their players and teams. Oh, wow. Right. Super petty. Right, yeah. Super petty. Um, so there's six new teams in the league. All right? So they didn't want to do a supplemental draft. Like, a lot of times when you add teams to leagues that already exist, what the other teams do is they'll designate a couple players to either be eligible to be drafted or they designate a couple players that they don't want to lose and everyone else is eligible to be drafted, and the new teams can go through and draft those guys to add to their rosters, try and spread the talent out again right to kind of instead what's happening is free agency is upon us in the overwatch league and anyone who isn't signed uh i'm gonna i think i'm gonna get the dates wrong here but not on purpose anyone who isn't signed by let's say it's november 15th they can't sign with one of the old 12 clubs they have to go to the new guys no no they can't sign with them they can't negotiate with them until four weeks from now but they can negotiate with the new teams two weeks from now. So they're going to give the new teams a head start on negotiation. On free agency. That makes sense. Yeah, and that's how they're doing it. Instead of doing any sort of uh, draft or expansion or anything and breaking up these other teams, they're just going to allow them to... If you let If you let a player go, then he's probably going to wind up on one of these six new teams. Right. Because they're going to have opening shot at negotiating a deal with them. Right. Um, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. This is going to be the first free agency of the Overwatch League. So I'm, I'm interested to see who moves around and what happens there. Uh, I mean, I'm curious to see what the process is and what the economics of it are. Um, you know, what the market value becomes for these guys. Right. Um, because, because, again, video games are really volatile because people can come into the fray rather quickly. Right. Someone might. But that's all. So that's the thing, though. Now that it's now that it's up there for everyone to see, that's all sports. There's always going to be another guy better than the guy you got. Right. It's about who builds chemistry. It's about winners. It's about how a team functions together. These franchises are going to have to decide how they build their team. Because there's a couple of these guys who don't play well with others but are real, real, real good. Right. So if one of those guys, they could easily go to one of these expansion teams and they could make it about them. Hey, here's here's a lot of money to come play for the Toronto Defiance. <laughs> um, but you'll be on your own, right? Like the other guys we get, we're not gonna we're gonna budget accordingly, but we're gonna spend a lot of money on you. And for some of these guys, it's gonna be worth it because they want to be the star, right? But if that's the case, if that's how you build your team, like you gotta plan accordingly. So it's kind of an interesting thing. This is the first off season, this is the first free agency. I'm curious. I'm gonna we're gonna follow, we're gonna follow this closely, and when the economics of it all come out, we're, we're gonna talk about it again. Um, if you don't mind, we're going to get a little personal here with the last couple minutes of this. Uh, you ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So, we were off last week. We were we were gone from both Nerd Thug Radio yep. and from and Ball Control. It's true. Uh, and what happened was uh, our father passed away last week. Papa DLG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, it's been an up-down. It's been 
you know, crazy. Honestly, the, the waves they come and go. They do, and it was a sudden thing that happened. Right. Uh, he'd been in the hospital dealing with some health stuff, and his health hadn't been great for a long time, uh, and so he passed suddenly Sunday morning. Uh, his heart stopped. You know what weirds me out about that is having a pacemaker. Right. Like, because like that's thing that's its job is like to keep your heart going, but I guess even then eventually. Right. Like if it doesn't want to work, it doesn't want to work. I guess. Right. And that's where he was at. Um, so we took the week off, dealt with all the family stuff, dealt with a bunch of stuff. Uh, Joey and I came back. We did a nerd thug for Monday. Nico's back today. We're all back together now. Uh, obviously we want to thank everybody who came out. We did the viewing and the funeral and all the different stuff. He was cremated. So it's not really, they call it a, what do they call it? They didn't call it a funeral. A service. It was a service. A service. Man, that thing is a racket, by the way. Right. You and I talking about that. That was a, the... The whole death industry? Is that what you want to call that? Right. I don't, I don't know. That's funeral, a racket. Funeral services? That is a racket. I tell you what. Just think, just talking about like the different costs and stuff. That was amazing. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, But we want to thank everybody who supported us through that time, and it was difficult. Uh, and we're back. We're going to get to grinding and get to get back to work. We're going to try and make all this kind of work a little bit better. We want to be a little bit better. We want to we wanna honor them. The DLGs are a proud people. We're going to... We're going to make it through this, but that was where we were. We wanted to talk about that. Uh, you know, he was a huge sports fan, Dad was. Right. Uh, a great soccer player. Uh, at one point was offered the opportunity to play professional soccer for the Mexico national team. Right. Uh, in the, I guess that would have been the early 80s, late 70s. Yeah. Late 70s, probably. Yeah, probably like 79. Yeah, late 70s. Because I'm born 83. Yeah, because he, uh, he graduated 75. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's, I mean, it's just a crazy, um... And then he was a coach for many years. It's at Sam Houston. Coach soccer. It was great to see all the people that he touched. They all came and talked about him. Uh, a lot of just great people, great energy. Right. Uh, one thing that we definitely noticed, we went through about 2,500 pictures after he passed, put together the slideshow. He's he, he was smiling in every picture. Right, yeah. Guy didn't take a bad photo. No, he really didn't. Which is surprising because I take awful photos. It, it's kind of annoying. Right. You're like, oh, man, look at all these great pictures of him. Yeah, because I only take terrible. You're right. I'm a bad picture taker, too. I don't have that. <laughs> In all of my pictures, I'm like, oh, is that me? Ah. Ah. <laughs> like, why is it just my temple in the picture? <laughs> but, like, he was always, like, on point. Like, no one else in the picture is looking, but he's looking. Like, he's always at the camera. Yeah, he's just always ready. He was always ready. Um, Just a great spirit, a great energy. Uh, we're going to miss him a ton. But we're gonna we're gonna work really hard to make sure that ball control is better because of him, because we're gonna we're gonna embrace the, the the love of sports that he had, the energy and enthusiasm. We're gonna put it into this. We're gonna put it into Nerd Thug. Uh, I'm not really a very religious guy, uh, but I I I've been thinking of I know the fables and the stories of the Bible, right? And the one that never made sense to me was the story. It's a story about a king, and he loses his kingdom. And he loses his power, he loses his wife, he loses his family. And when it's pointed out to him that he's got nothing, he drops to his knees and he thanks God. Uh, and he thanks him for his blessings and his opportunities. And it's like, well, that's kind of, listen, as a 30-year-old man, that's a stupid story. That does not make sense. Right. Because when things go wrong, I don't. my first thought isn't that. Uh, but dealing with this and going through this, uh, it, it definitely... Like, you, you realize what you had once it's gone. A little bit. And and uh, I'm grateful for the relationship I had with Dad. And I'm right. grateful for the opportunity to know him 
as both a dad and as a friend in my adult years. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to miss him. He was a good guy, one of my best friends. Uh, but we're here, so we're going we're gonna to power through we're and live on. Keep going. That's right. We're going to do it together like the DLGs always do. That being said, this is Ball Control. So thanks for the listening. Tune in. Check us out. Podcasts, social medias, all that good stuff. RNA Sports. Big shout-out to all that. And as always, big shout-out to Nerd Thug Radio uh, and the Savages. Thanks for listening. Ball Control. Ball Control.